0: Thank you for listening to the Akuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, learning our purpose, and linking to our community. From wherever you are listening, welcome to the community. We hope you enjoy the message. Great to be with you again here, Akuo. If you... Have hung out with us at all this year, you know exactly what we're talking about all the time. The word that God spoke to us to live out this year is ready. We're in September. You should know that if you spent any time. So we're doing that. We're doing our best to be ready for what God is showing us to walk through this year. All of that has led us to the current sermon series that we are in right now called Healer, which we only have a few weeks left in. And in this series, we're taking a look at the miraculous healings that Jesus performed as recorded by his friend and disciple Matthew. Now, while studying these accounts, we have also been able to take a look at how Jesus has healed us in our lives and is continuing to work on us now. And man, I could have used some of that healing last week. Now, for those of you that were with us in person last week, you saw me in the middle of a struggle on Sunday. You see, for the last few weeks, I've had uh, some pretty rough seasonal allergy stuff happening. You know, lots of boogers, you know, red eyes and then uh, nose and throat messing up and, and then my ears have been popping a lot. It's just just been weird. Well, Thursday of last week, I started, uh, you know, my mucus kind of started changing to like a Ninja Turtle green. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Uh, then I could just feel like the inside of my sinus cavity like kind of pounding. And at first it was a little manageable and even then Lauren was like, hey, you should go to the doctor. And I was like, yeah, you know, it'll be fine. It'll, it'll clear up on its own. Then on Saturday, uh, we went swimming and I dove down to the bottom of a 12-foot foot pool and when I got to the bottom, I could just feel the pressure on my face and my whole sinus cavity was on fire. So, I was in deep pain for the rest of the day, didn't sleep well that Saturday night. My whole body started to ache after that. And I, I didn't have a fever, but I just, I just wasn't doing well. So church happens, I help set up a little, do the sermon, talk with people, then get home and crash immediately after I get home, and I'm asleep for a few hours, I wake up, and just my whole head is just throbbing, right? Like, just, it's gotten so bad that I can't stand it anymore. So, I get up, go to the med clinic, and there I get seen. The nurses run the the big three tests on me, strep, flu, COVID, all negative. The doctor comes in to look at me, checks inside my mouth, you know, looks at my ears, looks in my nose, and he's like, hey, man pretty good chance you got a pretty good sinus infection going on right now. So he wrote me a prescription for some medicine and gave me a steroid shot to help with the inflammation. By the way, body felt super awesome after that. But here's the deal. I knew something was wrong with me before that. I could feel it. I was living it. But I didn't know enough to make myself better. It took a doctor to look at me, diagnose what was wrong, and then prescribe what I needed to do. And for most of us, this is how it works, right? We get sick. We might try and brush it off. We know something might be wrong, but we hope that like maybe we'll feel better after lunch or, you know, after I go outside for a walk or after I take this nap. But then something happens and we get too sick. Things go too far for us to deal with. So we have to go to the doctor, someone that understands how our body works and how it can get fixed again. Someone that can look at us and give us the cure. Someone that can see our sickness and prescribe what will heal us. And this is actually something we will be taking a look at today in our reading of Jesus' life as recorded by his friend and disciple Matthew. To give you some context on what we'll be reading, Jesus is in the town of Capernaum, which uh, he was in last week and it was kind of his home base for a lot of his ministry time. It was a town that was along one of the main routes that was used to travel around the nation. Now because of that, it was a strategic town for the Romans. They had soldiers stationed there along with high-ranking officials. Some of those officials were tax collectors. Now these tax collectors would sit in a booth along a road and charge people for importing or exporting uh, goods uh, and just entering the city. A lot of times these people would put in a bid with the Romans to take on this position. These Jewish people would put in this bid. So long as the tax collector would pay the Romans what they bid, they weren't too interested in what else they collected. So this led to the tax collectors, many of them being Jewish, like I said, they would upcharge people on their taxes. They wanted to make their money on this too, so they charged a higher tax rate than what the Romans were actually charging. Now, for these reasons, they were hated the Jewish people. I mean, they stole from their own people, they represented the people that were oppressing Israel, and they lived a rich and privileged lifestyle because of their thievery. In addition to being hated by the Jewish people, tax collectors were also considered ceremonially unclean by the religious leaders. Their constant stealing from and treason against Israel was enough to have them considered unredeemable under the law of Moses. So they were further pushed away and isolated from the Jewish people. With all that being said, let's take a look at how Jesus interacts with the tax collector. Let's see how Matthew recorded it. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Okay, so Jesus walks up, sees the author of this book. Yeah, Matthew. Same guy. Jesus sees him in the tax booth and asks Matthew to be his disciple. This is Jesus, once again, stepping out of the cultural norm. He continues to associate himself with people that were considered unclean. This time, he tops them all with a tax collector, someone that was considered unredeemable. And Jesus isn't just like healing him. There is no healing involved. He asked him to be a disciple. Matthew didn't even ask if he could follow him. Jesus was like, you bro, come with me. Now, I've heard this taught before, like, oh, wow, what faith. Uh, Matthew threw everything away. I mean, yeah, Matthew is throwing away a ton of money and what he knew. But remember... In this position, he is hated by an entire nation of people. Not only that, he has to hang in that tax collector booth all the time. That can't be that fun. So when he sees Jesus, a guy that had already been gaining a name for himself in Israel, when he sees a teacher that had been performing miracles, when he sees Jesus not only acknowledge him, which the teachers of religious law would have never done, when Matthew Has Jesus acknowledged that he is an actual person worthy of his breath, then asks him to be a disciple? Well, it's pretty easy. And then you add in whatever Matthew is feeling on a spiritual level in that moment, being near Jesus and getting an invite from him. Of course, of course, Matthew's going to go. Of course, Matthew's going to say yes. So yes, there is a faith, a a walking in faith in that moment. But also, this is an amazing moment for Matthew. This is the moment that Matthew had been waiting for his entire life. It's not going to get much better than that for him. And because of this, Matthew does what most people do when they get a promotion or something amazing happens in their life. He celebrates! Matthew goes and throws a big party. He puts a huge feast together and he invites all of his friends. Now since Matthew is an outcast of the Jewish culture, who do you think his friends are going to be? They're not the Pharisees, I'll tell you that much. It's going to be more tax collectors, other people considered to be sinners and unclean by the Jewish teachers. And this party is so big that even the Pharisees, the religious elite, catch wind of it and show up. Let's see what happens next. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? All right, this party is off the charts. There are so many people there. Like I said, even the Pharisees show up, but they're not there to party they're to see what's going on. Now remember, the Pharisees hated the tax collectors. On a personal level and on the spiritual level, they excluded them. So seeing Jesus sharing a meal with these people just doesn't compute with them. It makes zero sense. Because entering a home and sharing a meal with them put Jesus and his disciples at risk of being unclean themselves. This is what uh, the Pharisees lived their lives for, to maintain spiritual purity, to be as clean as possible. But remember, Jesus has been turning things upside down for these religious leaders. He is continuing to show them how much all the people matter, not just the ones considered clean. Jesus is showing them that he is there for everyone, even the ones on the outside. This disgusted the Pharisees. And Jesus, well, He had some big feelings to share with him about this. Let's see how Jesus responds. When Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want to show you mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. All right, here is Jesus being the great doctor for the world. He's looking at the way the Pharisees are treating people and leading the nation of Israel, and he couldn't oppose it any greater. And this turns into a conversation about what Jesus is about, and also what the religious leader should be about. Up to this point, the Pharisees and religious elite had been living out their ministry in a way that only catered to getting holy people more holy, probably because it's easier. I mean, think about it. It's so much easier to tell someone that is healthy and doing all the right things to like take a, take a vitamin than it is to get someone that is so sick that they can't even get themselves out of bed to like go run a marathon or something crazy like that. These Pharisees have been playing doctor to all these people that are spiritually well. It's like they're doing cosmetic surgeries for people that are healthy, which is cool if you're doing that. That's what you're about. But they're not only avoiding what they should be doing, which is reaching the sick, they are putting them down. They are calling people that need spiritual health things like scum, they're openly walking away from them when they could be the ones that are helping them. Then Jesus explains to the Pharisees what they should be doing. He calls back to the Jewish scripture that they would know well. Really, Jesus says this in a way that's kind of calling them out. When a rabbi would tell another, another rabbi, go and learn, he's basically saying, you don't know about this. Go back to your scripture and read it again. And we should actually do that right now. The Jewish scripture that Jesus quotes was written by the prophet Hosea. Hosea was dealing with the nation of Israel at a time when they had lost the heart of worshiping in the temple. All of the rituals and practices were still being done, but they just weren't connected to God in all of these practices. They weren't connected to his people at all either. So here's what Hosea relayed to the people of Israel from God. I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings." So God is telling the Jewish people that He doesn't want them to sacrifice to Him. More so than that, He wants them to show love. He wants them to draw close. He wants them to know who He is, which is amazing to read because that's what Jesus is asking for in this moment with the Pharisees. He doesn't want the Pharisees to worry about rituals and tactics to keep clean. Jesus wants them to get to know Him better, to get to know His ways better. Jesus wants the Pharisees to know him more than the burnt offerings. To know him more than how they can stay spiritually clean by staying away these people, from these people. By quoting Hosea, Jesus is telling the Pharisees that they are in the same place Israel was back then. That they were making sure they looked right. They were walking around the place with the, wearing the lab coat and a stethoscope but they weren't actually helping the people that needed help because they don't understand who God really was. Because they couldn't see him standing right in front of them. The Pharisees were looking at God and didn't get it. That Jesus was the great doctor doing his best to heal. Yeah, Jesus was there to help heal people that were coming up to him, but he was also trying to diagnose the ones that were serving Jesus was doing his best to tell the Pharisees how they actually needed to be connected to God. Things had gotten so bad, their infection had gotten so bad, he was showing up and telling them what they needed to do because they thought they'd been doing it right the whole time, but they lost what it was supposed to be. Jesus was there to prescribe something better. Jesus was trying to show everyone that they were called to live out their faith, not just for themselves. Jesus wanted them to live out their faith to help the people next to them even the unclean. Jesus was prescribing what needed to be done to fix the church. Jesus was saying that the religious leaders, they needed to treat people on the outside as patients to be brought in and cared for, not enemies to be avoided and walls to be built up in front of. them. In addition to that, they needed to be training and modeling those same ideas for the other people in their church, in their community. The Pharisees were trying to keep the bad people out because, oh no, they they make us unclean. But Jesus was there to tell them, I'm not here to help you if you think you're righteous. I'm here to help you if you know you're a sinner. You see, Jesus is explaining that if we can show mercy to the people that are around us, the ones that don't fit in with this idea of what the righteous Christian looks like, then we can understand what it is like to know him. Basically, the more we care for people that are spiritually sick, the closer we get to know Jesus because that is where his heart is. And y'all, the same thing is happening today. As followers of Jesus, we need to be as sensitive to the people on the outside of our church as we are to the ones on the inside. We need to be tuned into what is happening in our communities. We need to know how we can help the people around us because the spiritual illness is everywhere. It's in our homes, it's in our schools, it's in our offices, and y'all, it's in our churches. It is up to us to do our best to be like the healing doctor of Jesus. It is our job to make sure our communities and our homes feel like a hospital for the sick and not a museum for the holy. Sometimes I feel like it is something that we are stuck in all the time. Y'all, the grief that I feel every time I get a text message from a friend of mine or another pastor saying, did you see what this guy said from stage on Sunday? Did you see how he yelled at everybody? It's overwhelming for me to know that there are pastors out there trying to stoke up anger and shame in people to try and get them to do what they think is the right thing. And we all know this isn't how Jesus did it, because even here in what we're talking about, the Pharisees are wildly wrong on what they're doing. Jesus knows it. It's the whole reason he even engaged them. They're calling these people scum. And even here, Jesus, what he prescribed to the, was the right methods to the Pharisees. That's what he did. Jesus explains them what they should be doing, show mercy, not sacrifices. And then he lives it out. Jesus sits there, with the tax collectors, with the disreputable sinners, and he just loves on them. That's all he does. He shows them that they are worthy of his time and attention. He shows them that they are loved by the God of the universe. These people didn't have to repent. They didn't have to get baptized. They didn't even have to show Jesus that they had faith in him as the Messiah. Even then, Jesus loved them and cared for them because they needed it. I feel too regularly we see in our Western Christian world, we see a bunch of dudes trying to be the loudest, speaking out against something. And again, I'm so grieved over it. Y'all, you don't have to yell, you don't have to scream, you just gotta love. The spiritually sick don't need a soundbite, they need a Savior, they need Jesus. And sometimes I feel like pastors get so caught up in this idea that they're in a culture war that they forget that they're supposed to be caring for people, that they are doctors nursing the sick. That can overflow from them into the rest of us. That anger and frustration and sometimes paranoia can mess with how we see the world. And the opposite can happen too. If it's love and grace, it'll also hit us but I want you to know you don't have to worry about those guys. It's not about being strong and harming the propaganda on the other side. I mean, look at what Jesus said it's about. It's about showing mercy, caring for the spiritually sick. Jesus even explained the ones that think they are righteous aren't the ones he called. And I want you to know, it's good to follow Jesus. It's good to be righteous. It's good to be as close to him as possible. Just make sure that you are doing what he wants you to. You see, if it's only about you and if it's only about improving yourself and it's not about helping others, I think you might be doing it wrong. We all have to get better about that, me included. Because it's too easy to fall into the trap of being the holiest one in the room. Especially when we don't need it. It's good if we chase it. But we don't need it to know jesus to get the healing in our lives like we saw with matthew like we've seen with other people in this sermon series to receive a calling like matthew had all we have to do is believe and follow there are no hoops for matthew to jump through he didn't tell jesus thanks for calling me uh, to follow you but let me first go to the temple to get clean now jesus is like just follow me and matthew's like okay cool Then he took Jesus to a party with a bunch of thieves, right? Like a bunch bunch of dudes that were sinners. The same thing goes for us to be in relationship with Jesus. You don't have to clean yourself up. You don't have to get it figured out first. When Jesus calls you, just say okay and follow him. That's a way you can show you have faith in him, that you believe in him and what he did while he was here on this earth. It's not about behavior. It's not about holiness. Just simple belief. So if you want to declare or redeclare that belief today, I can help you do that. All you have to do is just have a conversation between you and Jesus that we would call a prayer. Now to help you out during this time, I know this is going to be a little bit different for you if you're praying it for the first time. What I'm going to do is ask the rest of our Aku'o community to pray along with you. Because here at Aku'o Church, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community praying along with you. So if you want to declare your faith to Jesus today, just say something like this between you and him. Just say, Jesus... I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. And today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. So now what I want to do is wear a Kulo cool Church, y'all, which means to listen. So we want to take a moment to listen to God. I want you to have some time to listen to what God is saying in your life about this topic. So let's make ourselves available right now. Right now, just close your eyes and imagine that Jesus is sitting in front of you. Just imagine you see him, you feel him. Maybe you, like you, you can just hear him moving around in his seats or, or his sandals on the ground. And just imagine that you're sitting there in front of him. And what I want you to do is ask him a question. Just ask him, Jesus, will you show me what is broken in my life? And will you heal it? We'll take a few minutes to ask and listen, and then I'll come back to finish in prayer. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice, for your love, for your grace. Jesus, thank you for today. Jesus, we thank you for the way that you continue to speak to us. Jesus, we ask that you would please continue to show up for us in our lives. Jesus, will you please show us where, you are, where we are falling short? Jesus, will you please show us the ways we need you to come in and heal us. Jesus, will you please remind us to just rest in you, the ultimate healer, the greatest doctor. Thank you for the way that you're going to move in our lives, Lord. We love you. And we pray all of these things in your holy and mighty and wonderful and graceful name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all, before we go, let me share a few things that we have going on. We're going to have our community groups kicking off this week. And now we really want you to be a part of these groups because this is where you can cultivate a group of people around you to help you in your life when things get hard. And also a group of people that will cheer you on when things are good. And these people will be Christ-centered folks that will love you in the best way that they possibly can. It's because of that I always say, joining a group and being a part of a community that will walk through your life with you could be one of the best things that you do while you're here at Akuo Church. So if you scan the QR code on the screen right now that you're looking at, or you go to akuo.church community, you can see all the different groups that are meeting up this semester. And like I said, they start this week. This is your time to jump in. the next thing I want to talk about is something we've been talking about for a little while, but we are finally ready to kick off some of our linking opportunities with the affordable senior living community next door to us, the Sorrento. Now what we're going to be doing right now is getting folks in their community signed up for us to wash their clothes at no charge. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick them up, run the clothes to a laundromat, wash them, fold them, and then bring them back. We'll do all of this while providing them a snack and some good company while they're waiting. Now this will be taking place on Saturday, September the 23rd. Not this Saturday, but next Saturday. We will get this service started at 10 a.m. that day. Now if you are interested in being a part of this linking event, feel free to email Zach Cronley at Zach.Cronley at Akuo.Church. And uh, you know, that's what we want you to do. Just reach out to Zach and he will get you signed up. Now the other thing I want to mention is the way that we are generous here at Akuo. Now, I want you to know that here at Akuo, as individuals and as an organization, we practice that. We practice that with our time, which is why we like to give you guys chances to link to the community and why we also do it with our time and our resources. It's something that, that me and my family practice with our time, with our resources, and it's something that I hope you and your family practice as well. So if you do give here at Akuo Church, I just want you to know that when you are giving here, you're not really giving to Akuo, but you're giving to your community through Akuo. Now, if you aren't sure where to start, maybe you haven't heard from God about what you can be giving, how you can be generous here at Akuo. One of the many ways that you can express your generosity is through the biblical method of generosity called tithing, which means giving a first fruit, 10% offering the storehouse, which is your local church. That could be a place that you start until you figure it out. Now, the celebration of giving might not be a possibility for you right now, and and things might be tough for you, and I totally get that. I understand if you're in a tough spot right now. That's okay, because if things are tough for you, we want to be helping you out. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, please let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akua.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akuo.church, or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to give here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. When you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the on-screen instructions. We also have our text to give option for that. All you have to do is text Akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. Box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail it to Akuo at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, y'all, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love you, appreciate all of you. I can't wait to see you here sometime soon. Now, before you go, let me just pray over you before you get out of here. Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for the folks that Uh, got a chance to, to hear from you, that got a chance to lean into you a little bit better today. I pray that as they leave, they would be reminded that you welcome them. As sick and broken and messed up as they think that they might be, you are happy to receive them. And I pray that in that time that they spend with you, that you would heal them and that you would turn them around and allow them to grab other people to point towards you, Jesus. We thank you for everything, Jesus, and we love you. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, that's all that we have for you this week. We will see you at a community group this week. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akouo.church. That's a k o-u-o.church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.